0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and as always, he is the brain to my gorilla, the heel to my baby face, the Zach to my rider. It's Steven Davidson. How's it going, Tim? Oh, pretty good. How you doing, buddy?
1: Hanging in there like the rest of us.
0: Yeah, today's show, we've got a special one for you. Uh, A little bittersweet, actually. Um, We're going to be discussing Hana Kimura, um, who wrestled for stardom, uh, a great young uh, Japanese talent. Uh, She was born September 3rd, 1997, and of course, uh, this being the six-month anniversary uh, of her passing, which was on May 23rd of this year. And we just want to kind of talk about it and take a a celebration to look back at her life and then talk about some of the events that led up to the uh, tragic loss of her earlier. Uh, Steve, I know you are much, much bigger of a stardom fan than I am. I am a fan. I'm just I'm very new (laughs) and getting into it. So you have a a lot more familiarity with this. Uh, So I'm going to let you take it away, buddy.
1: Yeah, well, the reason I have familiarity is because of Kimura, and sadly, because of her death, um, and and that's going to be probably my biggest regret as a wrestling fan is that I I love Kimura, and I love her as a performer and from everything that we've heard um, would have loved her as a person if I if I'd gotten the chance to get to know her because nobody has said a bad thing about her in the months since she's left us. And um, it will it will always kind of haunt me that I, I wasn't familiar with her before this happened. Um, 2020 has been a rough year for all of us. Um, and it's been a rough year for me. Things outside of the global pandemic that we're all dealing with. I've, I've had other things that um, have made this year difficult for me. And um, Hana, in passing, oddly, gave me a gift. And that's it's, it's very bittersweet, like you said, because I, I, I wish it hadn't happened that way. I wish I had discovered Hana and stardom before this. Um, I, I don't want to say that I'm glad that I discovered stardom this way. I'm not. Um, and so that will always haunt me. But she did lead me to discovering stardom. And stardom, I discovered it. Her, her death hit at uh, a time when I was at basically my lowest. And um, when she died, it just, it, it hit hard because of how it happened. Um, taking her own life because of people being cruel to her on the internet. And at the time that it happened, it was very unclear. We didn't have a lot of information. We we didn't really know all the details. We we knew that she was cyberbullying to the point where she couldn't take it. So obviously there were other things going on with her. Um, and, you know, if, if stardom had been in session, if they had been Um, had not had to have been forced down, forced to close down for the time being, she would have been around her friends and, and, you know, maybe she'd still be here. And just the series of events kind of just came together to lead to this tragic, tragic thing. But it was started by these people who couldn't help themselves and for some reason felt better about themselves to tear somebody else down And they tore down this girl um, until she killed herself. And it seemed, you and I both know from being part of the wrestling community and the online wrestling community, pretty much since its inception, not pretty much, since its inception, that um, there is a sect of fans, fans, if you want to put that in quotation marks, that feel like these performers owe them or are owned by them, them being these fans and that they can treat them as though they aren't actual people. And um, I felt like I was part of a community that killed somebody Mm. and it hit hard, especially since when I began reading more about, I knew of Hana. I'd never seen her work. But I knew of her, Um, and I found out when I woke up that morning, and checked my phone, and went to Twitter, and uh, Shayna Baszler had tweeted about it, and said this should not happen, and that that was how I found out. And um, it just, I felt partly responsible, not because I ever have done anything like that. I've even the wrestlers I don't like, or whatever celebrities I don't like, I've never once sent them a negative message through social media not one time not about them personally not about their work and a lot of people haven't but I still felt like it was part of my community that was responsible for this girl dying and that hit me hard um and so I didn't know what to do I mean I couldn't do anything obviously I mean when somebody's gone they're gone and um so I thought the best thing I can do is, is celebrate what she tried to bring to the world, not tried, did bring to the world, um, her, her performance. There was nothing else for me to do. So that day I just pulled up, I, I looked up matches and I just pulled up, um, the matches I could find on YouTube and started watching just to, to see who she was, um, and to, to, get a little more exposure to what she offered uh, wrestling and what she offered um, just the people that were close to her. And what I saw was someone who was young. She, she started wrestling when she was 18 and actually for Japan, that's not necessarily that young. Uh, Stardom right now has more than one performer who is around the age of 18 and has been wrestling for five plus years already. So 18 is young for the United States. It's not necessarily that young for Japan, but um, still fairly young. And this was in 2016. So she started wrestling at 18 and that was four years ago. So I saw this 22 year old who was young, but already got it. She just got it. And as you listen to our show and hopefully you'll stick around and keep listening to us. And I, I'm going to have some strong opinions about things. Uh, Maybe Tim will too, but I don't know if he'll express them quite the way that I tend to Um, (laughs) you'll, you'll hear that. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear that I definitely have some strong opinions and it's hard. It's kind of hard to impress me. And she was impressing me because she got it at, at, at 22, which was her age, Um, in the matches that I was watching. Um, She already understood how to be exciting and fun while being believable, um, while not giving the naysayers, the people who look for everything wrong about wrestling, things to point at. She understood how to hold an audience, how to hold their attention, how to get the reactions from them that she wanted to get. And she just got it on every level, the physical level, the mental level. She understood it already. And it was very, very clear to me after just watching a match or two that had she wanted to, she would have been a worldwide superstar. Maybe a household name. Um, Vince would have loved her. Um, yeah, he may have struggled with, with the, uh, the language barrier, but she spoke English well enough um, and was probably just going to get better. Uh, she liked listening to American music, and she learned, she learned English through music. Um, so she's smart, and she just understood it. And I saw that the people in there with her understood it at least to a degree greater than most of what I see here in American wrestling. Um, And so I, I I took note of that and I thought about stardom and how they must've been just hurting on that day. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this promotion a chance. They need it. They need support, and um, it's going to broaden my horizons a little bit, especially if I take to it. And even if I don't take to it, um, it was something new that I watched, and I gained a little bit more knowledge about this crazy world of wrestling that I've loved practically my whole life. So I looked into stardom, and um, I found a stardom beginner's guide on youtube and uh if you're interested in getting in stardom and i highly recommend that you do um do a search for that there was one from 2019 one from 2020 um and they're great they're very helpful uh the guy who runs i don't remember his name but you'd find them um very helpful and the guy clearly has a love for it and is also very positive and i really liked him because of that um so i i found his videos and i watched the 2019 one first, I think. And then I watched the 2021 because I didn't really know where to where to find it. Like if I wanted to be able to watch everything, I didn't know where to go. So that helped me. And that led me to Stardom World, which is stardom-world.com. And that's where they post all their shows. And I said, all right, yeah, there's a fee. It's like, it's in yen. So in in American dollars, it's 8 or $9 a month. And I said, you know what? They can have my $9 a month. Um, Even if I don't like it, they can have it. Because as much as I'm hurting, I can't even imagine what they're feeling right now. So I I gave them my $9 and I signed up. And that night I started watching. I started um, at the very beginning of 2020 with the first show and just started watching. Until I got tired, and then the next day, I, which was a Sunday, I got up and I watched as much as I could that day. And there's a bit of a learning curve; it takes a while to kind of learn everybody. But what I was seeing was a bunch of people—not a—I guess it depends on what you call a bunch—a group of people who loved what they were doing and who were trying to do it um, the way that I want to see it. Um, I'm not crazy about things like destroyers and things like Spanish flies, things that obviously require the opponent's cooperation to make it happen. I don't like that stuff. Um, Athletically, it's amazing. I'm not knocking the people. I I can't do it. Um, I'll never be able to do a freaking Spanish fly. I promise you that. Um, And I would never want to take a destroyer promise you that too so it, it's not it's not that i i um think less of them as athletes they, those kind of moves just don't make sense in a wrestling match because it would require the opponent's uh cooperation and so that's just an example of kind of the things that irk me about some wrestling and i wasn't seeing it i wasn't I, i've since then i've gone back and watched um everything from 2013 to through the end of 2016 that they've uploaded. And I've seen one Spanish fly and zero destroyers. And just in general, they, they're they exciting, but they're not over the top to the point where it becomes hard to suspend disbelief. And I loved it. Um, they'll do forearm battles, but you know what? If you throw a weak forearm, your opponent's not going to sell it. So you better make it good. Um, And so just I I was taking note of all this stuff. And in the midst of me being at my lowest, I was finding I was actually enjoying something um, for the first time in a while. I was enjoying something consistently, and it was taking my mind off of the things that I was battling. And, um, you know, Hannah in, in passing, I don't know, she may have saved me. And, um, I don't know that that's a fair trade to be honest, but, um, that doesn't mean that it may not be true. Um, so she's still giving at least to me. And, and, um, I just wish it had happened in a different way. I wish I would have been exposed to her before this. Um but um from from everything that we hear, she she gave. She just gave. Um you can see as I watched her matches, the ring entrances, uh the ring introductions, the announcer will introduce each individual wrestler and a lot of times the fans will yell the name of someone that they're supporting. And virtually every time they announced her, a bunch of the fans would go, Hana, 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 one at a time. And every time she heard it, she would acknowledge it verbally. Every time with a hi. Now, whether that was the English hi in hello or the Japanese hi as in yes, I'm not really sure. Um, but she was acknowledging them regardless, and nobody else was doing that. And this was as kind of a tweener. She, she was leading, Stardom was broken up, if you don't know, into, into um, they call them units. We more commonly call them factions. But everybody on the roster is in one of these units or factions. And so she led her own unit called Tokyo Cyber Squad. And they they weren't really faces or heels, it depended on who they were facing. If they were facing the stronger heels like Oedo Tai, they played it more face. If they were facing the the baby faces like stars, they played it a little more heelish. So this was as a tweener. Um, she never wanted her fans to feel like she didn't appreciate them, and that was very, very evident. And you you could see the joy in in her performances and how much fun. She was having and how much she just loved doing it. And it's infectious. And you can see it in the whole roster. And um, they were very clearly one big family. Um, sometimes literally, she when she started in stardom, she joined her mother there, Kyoko Kimura, who was still an active member of the roster. In fact, right after she joined, the roster of stardom she and her mother and Kagetsu won the artists of stardom titles in like hana's first or second match with the promotion that those are the uh the trio's titles we think of them as six men ah, okay. um so right away she along with her mother so we're, we're champions and so um literally a family in, in in hana's case um but she introduced me to that family And I feel like part of that family. Um, I've become a big fan of a lot of the people on the roster. Tom Nakano is one of my favorites. And Tim, you got a text from me, I don't know, a month or so ago, where uh, I had uh, mentioned Tom in a tweet, not mentioned in terms of Twitter. Like I didn't tag her in the tweet. I just included her name in a complimentary fashion in the tweet. And she somehow saw it and liked it. And that just made my day. and I texted you about it. You remember this? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it made my day just to know that, you know, they're out there half a planet away. And it just makes me feel good that, that they know that I'm over here enjoying what they're doing. And so she gave me that um, personally. So that's what she's done for me. I just hate that she did the way that she did it. Um, So that's always going to be kind of a monkey on my back, I think. Um, But there's nothing I can do about it. So all I can do is continue to enjoy this gift that I got from her, uh, no matter how I got it. But it it was very, it's become very, when I have gone back and looked at videos of her on YouTube and, and, and whatnot, and read the comments. You never read the comments, Tim. That, I mean, <laughs> never read the comments. That's the rule, right? That's right. <laughs> That's the rule. Never read the comments. Well, I read the comments and I didn't see, I've yet to see one negative comment about Hana Kimura. Not from other wrestlers, not from fans. It's unheard of. And so I started to realize that the the people that were sending her. These hateful messages weren't the wrestling fans. And I, I was realizing it as I was watching these shows too, because it, you could just look on their faces how much they loved her. Um, Kagetsu retired earlier this year, and Kagetsu was the leader of Oedo Tai. And uh, Hana was a member of Oedo Tai before she led Tokyo Cyber Squad. And um, Kagetsu was on her road to retirement tour earlier this year before Hana passed. And so just from January on, it may have started before January, but from when I started watching on, um, it was the road to retirement for Kigetsu. And uh, January 3rd, which is the second show that I watched in its entirety, I think, um, she had a tag match with Hana against uh, Mayu Watani and uh, Saki Kashima. And... um, Hana came out in her old Oedo Tai gear, and it got as big a response as I have seen out of a Japanese crowd.
0: They're very,
1: very reserved in their responses, and it got a huge reaction from them, and she just got it. She knew it would. She understood how to work that audience. And after the match, uh, Kagetsu and Hana win, And after the match, she says, uh, you know, it's my retirement road, but everyone's excited for (laughs) Hana. And uh, (laughs) that's how it was. Everyone just, I I can tell just in watching a few months of her work, everyone was always excited about Hana. And she's gone. And she's been gone for six months today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's six months that she could have been giving all of us more of this and more of those memories, and that she could have been smiling. She smiled so much, so much. And they do these pre-match promos, and they're not really promos. Uh, Technically, I guess they are, but they're very just relaxed and informal. And it's just them talking and saying whatever comes to mind. And if they break character and start laughing, so be it. Nobody cares. And I I like it. And (sighs) she, uh, she, she often did that. And she would just laugh or try to make, her teammates laugh and she was just about having fun. And it's just so tragic to me that someone with that approach to life and that approach to other people was approached by this other group of people in the way that she was. And I, I kind of got away from my point. My point was going to be that as I started reading these comments and as I was paying attention to, to the crowds, I started to realize it wasn't the wrestling fans that did this to her. It was the fans, again, in quotes, of Tara's house, the the reality show that she was on. They bullied her over this incident on the show where one of the other cast members washed and shrunk the gear that she wore in her match in the Tokyo Dome. Um, And so she gets upset and she slaps the guy and... Okay, whatever. And people somehow were so offended by this that they cyberbullied her until she killed herself. And that is insane, especially since Kyoko Kimura has come out since then, her mother, and said that the whole thing was scripted. Like, it wasn't even real. It would be like bullying, you know, whoever, Jesse Eisenberg, for something he did as Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm it makes no sense and she's gone and it's not okay and a lot of things led to to us starting this podcast mm-hmm. for both of us um but when when and and I came to you with the idea for the podcast and i kind of had the idea for a while of of doing something like this where it was about being more positive and not about just tearing down these people that work so hard for us. Um, but when that happened to Hana, it it became more of an imperative for me and I needed to get myself in a better place before I was able to do it and maybe in a worse place in other ways. Um, but in a, in a better place mentally and emotionally before I was able to, to kind of commit to this thing. But this this podcast, at least this podcast in its current incarnation, um exists because of what happened to hana as well so um this hana's passing had a huge huge effect on me um and, and not just me of course but i'm just speaking for myself um this is how it's affected me her her passing but going back and watching her stuff has affected me in a much better way. And it's given me so much happiness and and so much, so much joy just to watch her and to laugh with her. And, and because that's what you do. You laugh with her. You don't laugh at her. She's in on the joke. She gets it. She wants to make you laugh. She wants to make you smile. And she knows a million different ways to do it. And she was a special, special performer. And from everything we've heard, there were so many tributes to her from, from wrestlers, from those who have met her and those who haven't, from those who just appreciated her work. We saw Sasha Banks. We saw Kenny Omega. We saw Kyrie Sane, Ronda Rousey, Dakota Kai, Mauro Ronaldo gave her a tribute on NXT and, and more. I'm sure that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but um, everyone loved her. Everyone loved her work. She was absolutely going to be a household name in the world of wrestling if she wanted to be. Uh, nothing was going to stop her because she had it all. She had the look, she had the talent, she had the mind for it. That's the most important part. Um, she had it all. And um, it's not fair that she's gone, but I, I wanted to call attention to her for a number of reasons today. But one reason is because I I want other people to to go out and to watch her and to to see what she was. And because she deserves that, because she can't give it to us anymore, and so she she doesn't have that opportunity. But that that doesn't mean that what she already gave us should be forgotten. It shouldn't be forgotten, and I don't want it to be forgotten. And so I would like other people listening to this to uh, to search her stuff out, to search her out, and and see what it was that she brought and what it was that we're going to be missing. Uh, Tim, I've got some more, but what, what were your thoughts when you first heard about her passing? I know you weren't that familiar with her either, but.
0: Yeah, I, again, not at the time, not really being aware of stardom, um, but I did see the tweets that went out and the, the outcry on the internet uh, from wrestlers. Even a friend of mine uh, named Sarah, who is over in Japan, And is like she teaches English over there. Mm -hmm. Um, And even she had tweeted about it. And as far as I know, Sarah wasn't a wrestling fan when I knew her before she moved to Japan. Um, And she even tweeted about the incident uh, and Hannah's passing. And, yeah, I mean, it just uh, the whole thing around it with the cyberbullying is, I mean, over a reality show. And spoiler alert, everybody out there, most reality shows are scripted in some way. Almost all of them, actually. As, as is wrestling. By the As way. is wrestling, by the way. It is a show. It is entertainment. Um, and when you have people that take it so seriously and can't separate that it's not reality, uh, even though it's in the title reality show, but that's just a buzzword, um, and and they just take things too far. And I just it, I mean, it breaks my heart to think that these people. I, mean, I, I think to myself, do they have any remorse over what's gone down? Do they not think, like, what, what is this going to cause? What am me saying this? What's going to happen? And, and and you know it, it it's things that these people would probably never have the guts to say to anyone's face, mm-hmm. but they get to hide behind a keyboard, uh, which is one of the biggest problems, in my opinion, of the internet. <laughs> um, yes, it gives you free reign to give your opinion, your voice, but some people take it too far, and it goes into just hatred, and and again the word the hot button word that we use a lot is toxicity. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, it's such a sad thing. I mean, I'm looking here at some of her early career stuff. I know you mentioned wrestle one where she started in 2016. Uh, I thought it was really cool that uh, before her actual professional wrestling career really got started, she was eight years old, actually seven technically at the time, almost eight. Um, and she won the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metalweight Championship uh, at an event in Tokyo, and then lost it to her mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, of course, she trained at Wrestle One's uh, Professional Wrestling University uh, in the 2010s, which then led up to her debut uh, on March 30th of 2016. Yeah. Um, and I've gone back, and I have gotten to watch. Uh, just some clips and stuff from some of her matches and yeah, she radiated just, I mean, the smile, the being happy and just really loving what she did. Yeah. And you can tell when a performer is really into it because mm-hmm. I mean, as fans, we have definitely seen um, wrestlers or performers in any kind of live situation, you can tell when they're into it or when it's uh, this is a paycheck. Yeah. You can tell when they really enjoy what they're doing. They're really putting that extra effort into it and it really drives them. And she had that infectious quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you say, with how the fans reacted to her, it you know, it was spreading and and what an awesome thing to spread. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it is just so sad and so tragic that, uh, you know, we got robbed of more of that. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, uh, my heart just bleeds for her family, uh, to go through that, uh, being a father myself. Uh, I, I just can't imagine in my mind of losing my <laughs> son before I go. You know, they, there's that thing they always say, a parent should never have to bury a child. And I can't even fathom what that does to a parent when it happens. Um, So, I mean, my, my heart just bleeds and, and pours out for them. I mean, it's, it's, it's six months later, but I mean, time, it's still very fresh Um, yeah. and I, I, the pain, i i can assure you probably never goes away right um but yeah no i i I am interested to go back and see more as much of her performances as i can um and catch up uh just so i can see more of it and, and, and 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 get that infectious feeling of joy that is so obviously on her face yeah uh and, I've, you know, I've seen some pictures and she just has just the most infectious smile. Yeah. You can't help but smile when you see her smile. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ironic that
1: when she was the leader of the Tokyo Cyber Squad, the entrance music she used uh, was titled Internet Friends. Ugh. Think about that. Is, is that crazy? I mean, and she she when, when you win the main event of a stardom show uh, you and your unit closes the show and you stand the audience up and they, you kind of have your own little catchphrase saying that you close the show at depending on your unit and whatnot. And Hana's was everybody's different. Everybody's special. And that just was who she appeared to be. Um, these people that, were hurling all this hate and vitriol her way, she would have told them that they were special. In fact, she did, whether they heard it or not. Um, she didn't say those of you here tonight are special. She didn't say people I know personally are special. She said, everybody's special. And that included the people that took her from us. And I'd, I don't know. I, I don't know her personally, obviously. I don't know her personally. Yeah. Um, but just, I don't know. I get the feeling that she wouldn't take that back. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting sappy and caught up in the emotion of it all. But I I don't know. I never heard her other outside of, you know, being in character and cutting a promo. I never heard of her saying anything bad about anybody or doing anything bad to anybody. Or So I don't, uh, just... When you're, when you're out there on social media, you don't know what people are dealing with. And I, I still don't know, and I don't know if anybody knows what else she was dealing with. It must have been something, um, is my guess. And you just don't know. And it's not cool. And it's not funny. And it doesn't make you better to, to tear somebody down it doesn't make you better than them. Um, if you want to be better, make yourself better. Don't try to bring somebody else down. Um, it seems like some people just still haven't learned that lesson from from this. I, I, I saw a few months ago, I don't know when it was, time doesn't exist in 2020 as we know.
0: <laughs>
1: but after Hannah's passing, um, I saw someone that I actually know personally and have met a time or two um saw them on twitter um throw a it it wasn't it could have been worse the tweet but through an insulting tweet towards sasha banks um and this guy just doesn't like sasha banks for whatever reason fine it's your prerogative you don't have to like sasha banks but throwing an insulting tweet her way insulting her her work is what it was um you know maybe coming from a 13 year old you could brush it off but this dude had just celebrated his 50th birthday (laughs) and i sent i i just i was like no i'm not just gonna sit back after and i said what are you doing are you really harassing sasha banks on twitter and i sent this tweet publicly (laughs) like if he's gonna do it publicly i'm gonna do it publicly um and he kind of came back with that. I mean, it wasn't anything horrible, but he kind of laughed it off. And and I, I pushed forward with it. I said, really, you're, you're going to do that after Hana. And I, I just brought up Hana and he ended up deleting the tweet. Um, but there are, there, that wasn't good. There are people who say far, far worse than what he did. I wonder if he's listening right now. Probably not. He's probably mad at me. Um. <laughs> um He could have said far, far worse. And there are people out there who do say far, far worse. Um, My suggestion, don't engage them, report them. If you see it, report them. Uh, That's what I do when I see it. Um, I don't see it all the time. I also don't go digging to look for it all the time. But when I see it, I report it. Um, And just don't participate in it. If you get something out of that, then look at yourself and try to figure out what's going on you're not necessarily a bad person either. But there's something going on that you might need to look at. And there are people that can help you do that. But don't try to tear somebody else down because it's not going to do any good for you, whether you feel like it does in the moment or not. And it could do something far, far, far worse for them because you just
0: don't know. Precisely. Um, And because we're talking about a subject that does deal with suicide. I, I just want to express myself uh, out there and say, you know, if you're going through something, if you're somebody who's listening and, you know, you have those kind of thoughts or you're going through a bad time, there are places that you can call and people that are ready to talk to you and um, professionals that will try and help you through it. Uh, you know, mental health is, especially with the ongoing uh, global situation we are all in, Um, and a lot of people have been cut off from being able to be social. And that's a big thing for a lot of people. And depression is on the rise because of it. Um, but you got to take time for yourself. Make sure you're, you're taking that mental health day and, and time to, to breathe and let your life catch up to itself and not be weighed down by all the problems. And just remember there are people out there that are, that are waiting to talk to you to, that'll be there and help you lots of avenues. Try not to, to hide it away. Um, because, you know, losing people to suicide, it's just the worst kind of tragedy. Um, because these people are get to a point to where they feel they just have nowhere else to go and nothing that they can do. And I I think that's one of the saddest things of all um, is, you know, being feeling like you're locked and alone. And like I say, take the time, reach out to someone if you need friends, family, a professional in the field, psychologist, psychiatry. There's there's so many areas that you can reach out to to get help if you're in that bad place and, and you need like a mental rejuvenation. Uh, So please take the time for self self self-care. I just like to express that because of what we're talking about.
1: And uh, the national suicide prevention hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. It is open 24 hours a day. They have a chat feature as well, if you would prefer to do that. So Tim is absolutely right. there are people you can reach out to, people you know, people you may not know, including the people on the other side of that hotline. Um, you're worth it. You're absolutely worth it. Um, I've got, if, if someone wants to look into HANA, now, I haven't seen all the HANA that I want to see. Um, I started to, to look at the uh, 2017 starter mark guys as i started to do that they started to go back and fill that year in with more shows and so i kind of paused and i'm letting them hopefully fill the year out and then i'm going to go through 2017 and watch it from the beginning so i kind of stopped watching the archives for the moment um but i do have a handful of of hana matches if you kind of want to to get a glimpse they're they're newer stuff it's all within the last year um but she's got a uh uh, a red belt match. The red belt is, that's, it, it's really the, the wonder of, uh, no, sorry, the world of stardom championship. That's the, the top belt in stardom. So a uh, world of stardom championship match against B Priestley from October 14th of 2019 is a good one. Um, match with Julia from Christmas Eve, December 24th of 2019. Julia, by the way, is a star in the making. I don't know if Vince has seen her yet, but if Vince sees her, he's going to be like, get her over here now. Um, (laughs) Because she's got it all. And um, yeah, I I would very much expect to see her over in the United States at some point in her career. Um, So that match with Julia is tremendous. The match I referenced earlier, uh, tag match with Kagetsu against Maya Watani and Saki Kashima from January 3rd. You can see her come out and just wow the crowd um a uh three-way match would be Priestley again in zoe sky from january 12th of this year uh, i was a fan of that one a trios match teaming up with jungle Kiona and layla hirsch who just made her debut in aew uh-huh. a few weeks ago um against momo watanabe utami hayashi and azumi uh You've got, you've got uh, Hana and Kiona and Layla and Momo. I mean, th- all six of them are absolutely tremendous. And you're not, it, it's going to be tough to pass that match in terms of quality when you're talking six person tag. So that's from February 11th of this year. And her last match was at the Cinderella tournament against Mayu Watani on March 21st, 2020. Um, it's worth it's her last match, but watch the introduction—not to the match, but to the show, where they bring all the tournament competitors out and put them in the ring at the same time. Um, she's in the back, just cutting it up. She's eating a banana. She's offering <laughs> a bite to Mayu Watani, her upcoming opponent, and she's just having fun and trying to make Mayu laugh. Um, and it's just such insight into who she was and her character and her personality. And so definitely check out the Cinderella tournament um, and, and watch her when she's in the ring. It's hard to to, uh, Tim, do you have
0: anything else you kind of want to wrap us up a little bit and then I'll close it out. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we do want to thank you for tuning in uh, once again here at Positively Wrestling for this special episode on Hanakumura. Uh If you'd uh, like to look us up on social media, you can, you can find us on Twitter at Plus wrestle cast. Uh you can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steve at Bizarro Doom. You can also find us on Facebook if you haven't already at Positively Wrestling. Just put a search in there for us. Uh, and like, like, share, and subscribe. Share the show if you like it. Uh give us a rating if you'd like. Um, like I say, this is coming from a place of love and positivity, just trying to share. Uh, what we like to watch with the, with wrestling and entertainment. And again, just celebrating Hana Kimura's life on this six month anniversary of the tragic passing. Uh, Steve, I'm going to let you take it away. my friend. All right. So um, yeah, I just want
1: to remember Hana. I want to thank Hana. Um, Hana, we love you. Um, I love you. I wish I would have loved you sooner, but um, I'll, I'll love you the best I can from here on out. And um, just in in honor of you, I'd like to tell everyone listening and remind everyone listening that uh, everybody's different and everybody's special. Have a good one.